Hey guys, welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. I am so excited today to bring you my interview with Curtis Estes. Curtis is on the phone right now, and I will be uh, you know, highlighting a few things about his Miracle Morning as we book in the Miracle Morning series, as well as talking about how he really attacks and plans for his year, year after year. Curtis has been in the financial planning and financial services business for quite a while now, and uh, just a master at what he does, a master at planning out his day. He has been a top 20 producer multiple times within our company and authored his first book in uh, 1999, Your Life by Design, which is in his fourth in its fourth edition now, and new book, Family First, is coming out. I believe I have the title of that right. Family First is coming out this next month in February of 2016. So I've got Curtis on the phone with me now from Chicago, and Curtis, welcome to the Success 101 podcast. Thank you, Jared. Excited for uh, this opportunity to share what's working and making a difference in our lives. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for for quite a while, and Curtis is a is a very busy guy. You guys will hear some of that today more than likely, but uh, in, in even in the busyness, takes time to make his mornings uh, just unbelievable. Tell, Curtis, how many mornings have you done now, the Miracle Morning? As of this morning, 1,114 Miracle Mornings. <laughs> That is incredible for somebody who has just started, like myself, trying to implement this in every single day. That is unbelievable. Tell tell me just real quick before we even get into the podcast for those listeners out there who are saying, "Hey, that's man, that is a lot of miracle more or a lot of mornings where you're just being intentional about your actions." Tell them what you do just in a brief snippet here on the days like right now. You're traveling, so obviously you're going to get up early and still do one. Uh, what about on days where maybe you have super early morning meetings or things like that? How do you still get those miracle mornings in? One of the things that I got a lot out of from the original Miracle Morning book is just the idea that while the ideal miracle morning would be an hour long, you can have a miracle morning in six minutes. And so the idea is to spend at least some amount of time in each of the six savers. And so I was fortunately able to spend half an hour this morning on my Miracle Morning, but even when things don't go the way you hope, it's still important to make it work. And so I can do it in six minutes, but like you, I prefer to have a couple hours. Yeah, absolutely. I find that uh, you know the more time you can spend in it, you almost lose track of time and you, you want to spend more time in it. You don't want to get up and go work on the day. So uh, I'm going to roll through a few questions here for you, Curtis, and again, just appreciate your time, especially since you're traveling and, uh, and and just sacrificing some of that time to spend with us. But let's go ahead and dive in. I want you to first get a chance to mention your new book that's coming out this next month. If you'll just you know briefly talk about that, give us the title. I think it was Family First is what I had mentioned, and, um, and tell us a little bit about your idea there, what you're trying to express. So the, uh, the book is Family First, How to Be a Hero at Home. And the idea was uh, a year ago, after a lot of work with my uh, counselor, I realized that there were a lot of things that I wanted to do better as a husband and a father. And it became clear in talking with a bunch of my friends that there were a lot of us who said that family was our top priority, but we didn't necessarily demonstrate that in terms of how we spent our time and even our attention. So we decided that we'd write a book. And basically, this book is the the journey of me trying to be a better husband and a better father. And the dream is that it will be one of the ultimate forms of accountability that uh, as people read how I'm striving to be a better husband and father, they'll be asking me, am, am I doing the things I'm saying I'm doing? So uh, I think like you, Jared, we want to be the best we can be. And this is uh, another way for me to do that. 
That's great. I so look forward to seeing that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I took away from Curtis long ago from, from one of the talks that he gave to our office was for the, uh, this was even before I had kids, Curtis, I don't think I've ever told you this, but one of the out, handouts that he had in his book that he handed out to us was how to make, uh, and I'm going to butcher it here. I'm, I apologize. I haven't looked at it in a little while, but just how to make just uh, amazing days with your kids, best days yet, maybe with your kids to where the, whenever they're older, sitting around the table as you know, young adults, they're still talking about those unbelievable days that you had with them. And that just left such an impression on me as a guy that wanted to be a family man in the future and wanted to be a great father even before that time came. So a lot of your, a lot of your work has an impact on people that help them see a vision long before they even get there. So describe that real quickly, and then we'll dive into the, the morning stuff here. But the, uh, the best days yet, I believe, is maybe what, it, what the title of it was, if you remember what I'm talking about there. I do. It's a very close best day ever. Best day ever. The idea is to sit down with uh, your kids individually and even your spouse and ask them, what would your best day ever look like? And that's going to have a different answer for uh, each of the members of your family. But for my little guy, Christian, the best day ever for him would be, you know, going to the golf course and just having a day for he and I to go out on the golf uh, cart and for him to drive a little bit and play some holes and feed the ducks and have a cheeseburger and french fries and a chocolate sundae at the end. And so as you ask your kids what a best day ever would look like, then the opportunity is to put it in place and schedule them strategically throughout the calendar so that each of your family members know how important they are. And if you can ask them what their best day ever means, then you can be sure to deliver it to them. And then, you know, every year or a couple of years kind of update that so it's a way to progressively connect with your kids at really, really uh, cool levels. That's great. What age were they when you first started implementing that with them? My uh, oldest was uh, seven at the time, and now seven. he's 11. Great. Wow. Well, I can't wait to see what that looks like after many, many years of doing that. So, well, let's dive into, you know, really the topic we're here for is to, to really bookend, I guess, to say my miracle morning uh, topic that I've been on a kick this so long, you know, so long for and so excited about Curtis, as you heard, you know, over a thousand days of miracle mornings. But what I would want to say and what, maybe what our or what, what I would want to ask and what our listeners may want to hear is, you know, really from your description of it is, you know, number one, how you do it, but then also going into really, I think for you, it's more of like a miracle day, actually. It's actually evolved into that. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I found uh, early on that I started with the worksheet that Hal provided in terms of, you know, what are my savers? And after doing that for a month, I thought, gosh, these are so cool to track. I thought maybe I should add a couple of more things that I would want to track and then a couple more. And now I have uh, about 25 different areas of my life that I track every day. And it's just given me an opportunity to be very intentional, not only about how I start my day, but how I spend my entire day and focusing on those things that are most important. And tell us what your miracle morning, so to speak, or miracle day, I guess now, tell us how you structure that. Really, what does it, what does it look like for those listening out there that may not have implemented this yet? It starts by setting the alarm clock for an hour earlier than I need to. In other words, when I didn't have kids, I was fairly good about getting up early. And then once I had kids and they would wake us up many times during the night, every second became precious. And I just got in the bad habit 
of setting the alarm for the last possible uh, minute so that I could have just enough time to get dressed and get to where I needed to go uh, just in time. And when my buddy told me about Miracle Morning, I thought, gosh, it just makes so much sense to be proactive at the start of the day as opposed to reactive. So I started that almost to the day uh, four or three years ago. And it, it just evolved over time. And so now I set the alarm clock an hour before I need to. Um, it starts with me uh, reading uh, my devotional, uh, Jesus Calling. And then I read uh, my one-year Bible. I'm excited to say I'm on my fourth one-year Bible now. And then from there I take the Bible verse that means the most to me, and I write that into my journal. And I use one of those really cool four-color pens and so in black I write down the Bible verse that means the most to me and then in red I write down how I want to apply that for the day and then I read my affirmations and we'll go into that a little bit more uh, in a little bit and then I do my visualization and um, depending on how much time I have if I've got just a little bit of time I'll do some form of exercise and that could be push-ups or squats or jumping jacks, as you mentioned in your podcast, um, but my real preference is to get in a good hour of cardio and weights, and um, I'll take just a moment to talk about uh, a new element of my regimen, which is on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, uh, the Miracle Morning uh, includes meeting a buddy of mine at the beach at 5.30 a.m., and after we get our runs in in the surf, I spend some time in what I call, thanks to Matthew Kelly, my classroom of silence. And so silence at home is great. Silence in the office uh, can be good. But for me, there's nothing more powerful than spending uh, a time of silence at dawn with the waves crashing around you. So I encourage everybody to find their place for uh, the classroom of silence. And what Matthew Kelly says is that it's only in silence that you find out truly who you are. And I've really found that to be the case. So that's a special application of the silence element of the Miracle Morning. And then um, the final thing that I'll throw out there in terms of the scribing is I do the journaling in the morning, but what's been so powerful in the last gosh, a couple years now, is that a friend of mine recommended at the end of the day to write down your three wins for the day. And so I started doing that. And what was cool is my kids would see me writing down my wins. And at one point, uh, my daughter said, Daddy, what are you doing? I'm just, I said, I'm writing down some of the great things that happened today. And she said, well, tell me what they, what they were. And as a matter of fact, that time, they happened to be uh, a number of things that we'd done as a family. And she said, wow, that's neat. Well, what were your uh, three wins from the other day? And I read that, and those were some of the family things. And so it's a way of really stuffing the positive into our family. And it's gotten to the point where when we do something really, really exciting, one of the kids will say, gosh, I bet that'll be in your book tonight, won't it, Dad? Or... Um, sometimes the kids will just come to me and say, Hey dad, can you reach me from your book? And it's such a wonderful testimony of, you know, all the great things that happen in our lives. And it's been a really, really neat thing, uh, for our family in terms of changing that paradigm of focusing on the positive and then to take it even one step further, uh, uh, the same, uh, coach Dan Sullivan from strategic coach said, not only is it valuable 
to write down your three wins for today, and this speaks to the visualization part, but he encourages then to write down the three wins that we want to have tomorrow. So at the end of the day, in blue, I'll write down the wins for the day, and then in green, I'll visualize, I'll write down the three wins that I want to have tomorrow and visualize them. And it's amazing how often the things that I've visualized the night before are the gratitudes the next day. And the final point on uh, the gratitudes that I'd like to share is um, I'd been writing those down at the end of the day for uh, a couple years. And last January 1st, uh, one of the great sermon podcasts I love um, talked about the concept of tracking your gratitudes. And so he challenged uh, the listeners to, to track a thousand gratitudes. So throughout 2015, I kept track of my gratitudes, and I'm super excited to share that uh, we finished 2015 with 1,330 gratitudes, and so that was obviously a big win and something that I'm continuing for this year. Wow, that is amazing. Guys, listening out there, if you just go back and unpack everything he just said, I mean, I know he, you know, you rattled them off because you're so used to doing them, but there's a lot, there's a ton of information there. And a couple of things that I'll point out before you dive maybe even further into the affirmations uh, or, or the visualization part, as you mentioned, is, you know, Matthew Kelly talked about, uh, I, I'd heard this, Curtis, even before I heard about the Miracle Morning, I heard him say his quote that you can learn more from an hour in silence than you can from a year of reading books. So, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting to just just to know if you just sit in silence in the classroom of silence. I've, I've borrowed that from you many times, just talking about what, what's a classroom of silence. So my listeners have heard me say over and over that a goal of mine for 2016 is to spend at least one hour per week in silence and just see where that goes and, and what, um, you know, what happens with that exercise. I'm really excited about that. And then as far as the, uh, the wins, you know, writing down your wins or your gratitude, I was encouraged this year to do that. And it's really, really easy to miss as I'm sure you could attest to, very easy to miss that. Well, maybe not you. It sounds like you might have that down. But but for most of us, really easy to miss if we don't have it hardwired in. But then also just going forward and projecting your wins for the next day, I actually found an app called Win Streak, uh, just as it sounds, Win Streak. But you can actually put in your wins for today, and then you can actually say, here are the wins that I'm going to have tomorrow. And so you can just have it all right there on your phone. But I, I would encourage people, if you're having trouble doing that or remembering that, to get that. So let's go into uh, these the affirmations and visualization, how have you mastered that part of the miracle morning for people that might have trouble speaking positive things over themselves or or wondering if that's even, you know, is this really helpful? What is this really going to do for me? And then I know myself personally, I struggle with the visualization of just mind, you know, my mind wandering. And so I'll start off strong and then end up thinking about an email, you know, for five minutes that I'm going to write and, you know, gosh, there's my time, you know, it's over at that point. How do you stick to that and really make it work positively for you? Well, I just want to encourage you because when I started out, I had the same challenges and I didn't really put much stock into affirmations, but I thought, what the heck, I'll, I'll give it a go. And so my first you know, few uh, paragraphs uh, or I should say sentences of affirmations were just some of the things that were really important to me. And what I've done over the past number of years is I've grown that. So now it's actually a full page single space of affirmations, and I update it every month. So I don't change everything, but I'll go through it at the end of every month and just tweak it over time so that as things come up and are more important, I'll add that. And what's interesting is at this point, I'm so 
focus on cramming as much into every line as I can because I don't have enough room to keep it on one page. So every single sentence I'm like condensing and I'm using abbreviations um, because there's so much that I want to pack into it. So I think there's uh, tremendous value in just starting. And then I think you'll kind of get into it. And then like me, um, you realize that, gosh, if I can just fill my mind with this vision, visualization for my future, um, it's so powerful, particularly to start at the beginning of every day and then end at the end of each day. So it started out slow, but now I've really grooved it in such that it's just who I am. It's more than a habit. It's who I am. And it energizes me and it gives me great uh, encouragement throughout the day. And so um, I'd be happy to kind of walk you through some of the affirmations that are most meaningful to me and hopefully can provide a framework for some of uh, our listeners to uh, at least use to get started. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And I think the other thing that might be helpful too is, you know, even before you start that is the emotions part of this. You know, they have to be read as Hal Elrod says, and as I saw in some of your documentation, even before I'd picked up the book, it says they must be read aloud with emotions. And he says, it's basically like, you know, not reading them with emotion. If you've got them written down and you just, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm late, I'm, I'm pressed for time, but I promised myself I'd read these affirmations. And then you just skim through them really quickly. He says, it's a lot like having a car, a really nice car with no wheels. You know, there's a lot that could be done there. And a lot of people you want to, you know, you want to impress upon certain ideas to that, that those affirmations talk about, but you're really not going anywhere. It's not going to end up doing anything for you. So if you could just hit on, you know, your, your page I've seen, you know, you shared it with me and, uh, you know, if you want, I can share that with the listeners as well. But, um, there's a lot there. There is a ton of stuff there and it, it is abbreviated. How do you keep your emotions, uh, in check with that to where you don't just find yourself just, you know, especially the ones you've had written down for a long time, that mean a lot to you. You don't find yourself just skimming through those really quickly, almost as if, hey, check the box, I got that done. How do you do that? And then, yes, if you want to go through and share some of those, that would be great. Well, uh, the two things I think that helped me the most is, first of all, at the top of the page, it says, out loud with enthusiasm. So I have that reminder at the top of the page every time because it is easy to get caught up in the busyness of life. The other thing is, I am tweaking them every month. So every single month, I'm trying to freshen it up so that as I accomplish goals or there's new things that I'm excited about, I, I incorporate that into my affirmation so that it is a living document and it keeps me excited. Just as an example, uh, having finished 2015, um, I was able to update some of my uh, athletic goals. And so I had beat my goals in terms of the number of triple crown and 10K runs that I wanted to do. So I increased that number for this year's affirmation. And just as a result of doing that and reading it every morning, right before I call, I finished my second 10K of the year and my second triple crown. So it just gives me uh, momentum, if you will, to stay committed to my goals and reading them out loud with enthusiasm to myself each morning uh, is the, uh, the, the fuel to make sure that it happens consistently. That's great. And, you know, one of the things I would say to you guys, if you're listening to this out there and you feel like, hey, I am, gosh, I'm so busy, you know, that's great for that Curtis guy to go sit in the surf every day and, you know, do these things. But I don't know, maybe I'm too busy for that. I, I can promise you with, with the things that Curtis does, which we're not even skimming the surface here. 
of how abundant, what an abundant life he, he leads. It just it blows me away when I see some of the stuff he does. And then a lot of stuff, Curtis, you like, you like pull the rabbit out of the hat and you're doing a lot of stuff I didn't even know about. And I'm like, wow, I can add that to the amazing things he was already doing. Tell somebody, uh, before we maybe dive into the affirmations here, even, um, if somebody's feeling that way, Hey, you know, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I should even get started on this. I have such a busy life already. I've got kids, I've got whatever. How do you, I guess, just how do you find time to fit in everything? And and for you listening out there, Curtis is doing, um, you're doing triathlons constantly. How many did you do last year? Well, I do uh, one triathlon every month and I do it on the first Friday of each month. Okay. So triathlon every month, you've got, um, you know, obviously a full-time business, full-time practice that you lead. You're traveling, uh, you know, you're speaking and traveling, you're writing books, um, you know, I, what I want everybody to get out of this is like, Hey, we're all, we're all human, right? We all have constraints on our schedules, but Curtis, Curtis is not, um, Curtis is not probably any different than, than you or I, he's just found a way to be passionate, super passionate about the things that he loves. And those are his, maybe his non-negotiables. He's going to squeeze those in and make sure that they happen. How do you balance all of that, Curtis? I think the, the balance um, begins and ends with having a very compelling why. And I know you've talked about this before in the podcast. If you have a big enough why, then how does it matter? And through the affirmations, through the, the silence, through the visualization, I'm just really clear on my why. And as a result of that, it's easy to decide, hey, this is worth my time. And that's not worth my time. So I don't uh, watch hardly any television except for a couple shows that uh, my wife and I enjoy watching together. I don't spend spend much time, you know, watching the news. I'll skim the newspaper, but I don't spend more than five minutes a day on that stuff. So there's a lot of things that, you know, are good. But as we've heard a million times, good is the enemy of great. And as Dr. Robert Cooper says, great is the enemy of what's possible. And so I've just become a student of every morning waking up trying to make this day uh, better than the last. What do you do on the days that you're just feeling kind of in the dumps? You're, you know, you're just not there mentally. You know, we're, we're all we're all finite. You know, we all have our energy levels that we can kind of go to. And I know that with everything that you do, you probably get run down a little bit. How do you find the energy to just push through? To your point, uh previously, it's just become who I am. Um, After 1,114 mornings of this, even on the days when I'm in the dumps, um, the first thing I do when I get out of bed immediately is read my Jesus Calling devotional. And like you, uh, (laughs) I still don't know how you do it, um, causing yourself to gag uh, when (laughs) brushing your teeth is a way to wake up. Um, For me, I take less uh, masochistic approach of reading a devotional and that just leads me into the routine from reading the devotional to reading my one-year bible to opening up my journal to writing down the verse that meant the most to me to writing down how i'm going to apply that for the day and once i've done that i've uh, i've kind of you know turned things around so i'm tired doing that sometimes and uh, i'm not you know feeling you know a hundred percent happy and, uh, you know, like I can take on the world, but just by continuing that routine, it uh, allows me to perform well, even on bad days. I bet if you start gagging yourself, you'd feel pretty peppy while you're doing this thing. Maybe <laughs> well, tr- <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try that tomorrow, <laughs> and 
I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, let me know how that goes. So did you want to did you want to hit as we uh, get ready to wrap up here in just a few minutes? Hit on just some of the affirmations and maybe the visualization that yes. maybe mean the most to you. Yes, absolutely. So I'll, I'll start off with my first affirmation, and uh, this one just you know again kickstarts it all for me. Um, and at the top of the page, the header for my page is. Um, and I look at every visualization as where do I want to be at the end of the calendar year. So the header is, I am on my way to my most amazing future, December 31st, 2016. And the subheading is January uh, hyphen next 31 miracle mornings, colon 1,104 and counting, parentheses out loud with enthusiasm, close parentheses. And then I get into my uh, affirmation. So the first one is, I am a beloved child of the Almighty Lord, Prince of Peace, the Great I Am. And then I quote uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that just really gets me going. That keeps me focused on what's most important to me and um, knows, uh, reminds me that I'm not in this alone and all I have to do is do my best and uh, God's there to help me out with the rest. And then from there, I focus on the different sections of my life. So the next affirmation is I am best friends with Christy, my wife, and I talk about what that looks like. And then I am a devoted father to my kids, and I talk about what that looks like. And from there, it's just, again, a single-spaced page of different affirmations, but a couple of them that I love to share with you. Um, One of them is this idea of um, I am thriving uh, every day by delighting our clients at every interaction with supernatural impact in every meeting. So another thing that I've started doing is as I am uh, envisioning the three wins that I want to have tomorrow each night, I'm looking at the calendar for tomorrow and I'm specifically praying over each of the meetings that I have and I'm praying for God to provide supernatural connection and impact with each person that I'm going to be meeting. And that's been so awesome to see how, um, as a result of me being very intentional and open to what's possible in every meeting, literally having what I would deem is supernatural uh, impact. And that even happened on the flight here today to Chicago. And so just by being open to know what god can do in our lives it it happens and manifests itself and so i'd encourage each of you to consider as one of your affirmations um have it being i'm thriving uh, every day with supernatural impact in every meeting another affirmation that i love and this speaks to the affirmation or the visualization part is i am fondly looking at the family vacation pictures from 10 free weeks in london for christie's birthday So part of my affirmations is visualization. I'm visualizing the pictures from the trip that we haven't even taken yet. And each year I try to pick an an awesome trip that I'd just be really excited to do. And this year um, it's for my wife's birthday and she's not been to London. And so that just has a lot of emotional uh, impact and um, energy for me. Um, I referenced earlier uh, my athletic... uh, Affirmation, I'm doing Olympic triathlons with Christy at 185 pounds, crushing 90 uh, triple crown runs and 10Ks and ocean buoy swims. So again, I'm very specific about what I want to do over the course of the year as part of my affirmations. On the business front, 
Uh, I am confidently making heartfelt recommendations that are acted upon with appreciation. So again, I'm trying to incorporate the emotion to it and just reminding myself that I'm not just you know, trying to sell products. I'm really trying to change lives. And by uh, spelling that out and speaking it out loud with enthusiasm each morning gets me focused in the right way. Uh, another business one is I am driven to five meetings uh, daily by my ideal life facilitator in our sprinter with a vision and action board so i'm literally visualizing the future employee i'm going to have who is driving me to each of my meetings in the car which is one of those mercedes sprinter vans where i've got a whiteboard with all of my uh visions uh posted so literally pictures of all the things i want to do and the uh, vacations we want to do with the family etc and then um, to wrap this up um, again kind of closing my affirmations i talk about i'm walking closely with jesus seeing me as god sees me depending on his strength trusting him in every situation in this way i do less but accomplish far more my unhurried pace stands out in this rush crazed age so I really want to kind of close the affirmation time and the visualization time by recognizing that I can get more done by going slow. And I'm reminded of that book, I'm too busy not to pray. And I, I really liken that to the affirmation, affirmations. You know, the busier you are, the more you want to accomplish, the more important taking this time for affirmations for your miracle morning is. So um, I hope that can be helpful. Man, that is great. And every time I hear you talk, I just get so so energized. It makes me want to have, uh, man, let's just have you on every podcast. We'll just have you on, on here with me. So that sounds great. And I got to ask, why a Sprinter van? Well, it's um, it's it's got enough size to literally have a mobile office. I'm going to have a, uh, a conference table in there so that I can have meetings with clients in the van and uh, when I'm in between meetings, I can have my computer and monitors and be very efficient uh, throughout every day. That is awesome. That is so good to hear. So as we get ready to wrap up here, I would ask just a couple of questions. Number one, uh, you know, it sounds like you pack a lot into your miracle morning and then even more throughout the day with the list that you provided and what you've added to that from, from Hal's original list. Where do, you know, you said you wake up an hour early in order to get this in, and that's where you start. It sounds like maybe some of the things you're mentioning, though, about your miracle morning could take quite a bit longer than an hour. In fact, a few minutes ago, you said you'd like to get in an hour long workout with actual weights and things like that. So I would guess that your miracle morning changes sometimes on the length and things like that, because you did mention the six minute miracle morning before, and, and this morning it was like 30 minutes. Typically, just on a regular week, you're getting up Monday through Friday. How long will yours take? It's an hour, at least an hour. Okay. So you're getting... And I think the, the point is, every day I am doing a miracle morning, and it consists of those six things. Ideally, it's going to be an hour. Some mornings it's going to be a couple hours, but I'm not going to miss it because I know in every single morning, at the very least, I can squeeze in six minutes. Correct. So his, uh, in the book, guys listening out there, if you've ever seen the miracle morning, he's, he puts kind of a time frame together for a 60-minute Miracle morning, I believe it's you know um, ten ten minutes in silence, ten minutes in or ten, ten five or ten minutes in silence, five or ten in visualization. Reading's actually the longest one at twenty minutes, and everything else is around five or ten minutes. So, 
you know, affirmations, for example, if you're reading those and you're reading a full sheet, are you still sticking with the, the five or 10 minutes on everything, but reading that he's suggesting, or are you changing it up some? Um, it's fairly consistent each day. Gotcha. And then lastly, for anyone hearing this that just says, Hey, I want, you know, I want more out of my life. And yes, it can start with the morning, but I just want more out of 2016. I want it to be my best year yet. I feel like I'm busy. I feel like in the negative world we're in, I'm just so bombarded by everything. Oh, and by the way, I've got a family and a business to run. How do you, and I know there's no easy answer for this, but just how do, how would you uh, encourage them to go about saying, hey, you really can fit in way more into your day than you already do. I mean, Curtis, you're a living example of that, but so many of us out there, myself included, just always feel so just, I'm just so run down. I'm spent. I, I don't have anything left in the gas tank. And to have to think about getting up early again tomorrow morning and to think about, you know, all the triathlons and all the, you know, all this stuff, what would you encourage somebody just to really get out of that, that hole that they've dug their mind in and just say, look, there's an abundant life out there waiting for you every single day. And yes, it starts in the morning, but you're you're leaving a lot on the table that you could be getting done. Where, how would you encourage them with that? I would encourage everybody to read your new book. That's a good plug for the new book. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I did not tell uh, Curtis to say that. That's good. So, so Curtis, Curtis and I, as many of you know, uh, uh, co-authored a book. He was generous to give me a lot of his ideas and thoughts and, and coupled with a lot of my ideas and thoughts. And uh, the final version should be in my hands probably in a couple of weeks here. I'm excited to see it uh, in final form. And, uh, and yeah, so expand on that just a little bit as far as just the abundant life mentality, even when things are you know just kind of tired around you. So uh, my sense is that um, for all of us, we have a dream for the future. We have a vision for what's possible. And a lot of times, especially if it's not written down, if it's not crystallized, it can be fleeting. And when you're confronted with the crud that we all end up dealing with on a daily basis, if you don't have a vision to go back to, it's really hard. So... Uh, six years ago, I wrote the first edition of Your Life by Design, a step-by-step guide to creating a bigger future. And it starts with identifying very clearly what does your ideal day look like? What does your ideal life look like? And it was written uh, in the same form as uh, our book uh, that Jared and I have coming out is, as a manual. So no matter where you are, starting out very simply uh, with a lot of... Uh, examples and anecdotes, um, I think the book is a great way to get started, and uh, we just want to help everybody lead their life by design and not by default. That's great. Well, Curtis, thanks so much. And are we allowed to say why you're in Chicago? Sure, yeah. I'm here for Strategic Coach, Dan Sullivan's program. Uh, Dan is actually the uh, the, the creator of the Win Streak app. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Great. I had no idea. I, did, I just stumbled across that in 2015. I did not even know he, he created that. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. It sure is. So Curtis said he's going to be spending some time with Dan and uh, and Joe Polish, who have just a great pod. He's talking about podcasts. They've got a great podcast of their own, and uh, I believe it's uh, 10x. You know, 10x, 10x talk. 10x talk. That's correct. So go check that out if you guys haven't seen it yet. It's one of my favorites. Curtis didn't even know that I listened to that. He asked me if I'd heard of it, and it's definitely one of the ones that I look for each morning as I um, you know put in my earpiece and get ready and and listen to podcasts. But Curtis, thanks so much. Enjoy your trip in Chicago, and I think so many listeners are going to have so much to take away from this. But I hope everybody just hears that 
you know, we're, we're all the same out there with busy, busy lives and families and, and businesses. And most of what gets us fatigued and bogged down, you know, besides sleep, as I've harped on many times before, is starting your day off with the right mindset, the right attitude, which I'm a huge fan of, you know, as of, as of last year. And there's just this world of, you know, without sounding too cliche, this world of just un- locked potential out there uh, for you to have an incredible, abundant life by, you know, tapping into the right things in the morning. And a lot of that involves your quiet time. A lot of that involves your silence, but just getting ready for the day that's coming and, and helping you navigate through that. And if you can hear from Curtis with what he's saying with a family and amazing business and uh, even more amazing life, uh, there is, there's a lot that we can be doing out there that we're probably just getting our minds in the gutter of saying we're, we're empty. Gas tank's empty, can't do anymore. And I would really encourage you guys, get up early, get your day started and get going, and you can have just an unbelievable life ahead of you out there. So thanks again, Curtis. I know all the listeners really appreciate it. We have so much to learn from you and appreciate you uh, spending your time with us. Thanks, my friend. Let's make this our best year yet. Thanks so much, Curtis. Goodbye.